Thanks for jumping into another podcast episode brought to you by Bad Tabletop Gaming. Your hosts are Bill, Armin, Andy, and Dan. If you are a new listener, welcome and thank you for your support. If you're a returning listener, welcome back and thank you for your support. Before we kick this new episode, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Tony at Hammerhead Games, who has a variety of MDF and plastic cut gaming essentials from army trays to objectives and much, much more. And Matt at Pop Goes the Monkey, who has a large inventory of top-notch upgrade bits and specialized add-ons for the models in your collection. Links for both pages can be found in the descriptions of our videos. Lastly, if you like what we are doing, please like, share, and subscribe. Also hit us up in the comments, as we love all the feedback you give us to help us improve the channel and podcasts. Welcome back, guys. It's Andy here for the uh, Bad Tabletop Game Podcast. I am with my two partners here, uh, Dan and Armin. Hey, hey guys. Hey. And, and today, we're talking about Ultramarines. My favorite. The, the blue Smurfs, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I love how excited he was when he said that. Well, yeah. It's the boy, my boys in blue, man. <laughs> you know uh, like gotta give Darren you know that high five you know uh, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah Ultramarines well I guess we can start and go right into the questions and you know what what actually got you into playing the Ultramarines Andy well for playing the Ultramarines I've always loved them even since like when I first started playing it in 40k, um, even though I started with chaos first, but never mind that. Uh, we, yeah, so I, I just I don't know. I just uh, really really liked them. I liked their whole Roman kind of feel to them. You know the aesthetic of them, um, just the symbol itself. I've always liked. They've always always kind of. Uh, in my heart all the time, even though sometimes I'll be playing like totally different armies. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, going through some of the, the stories and whatnot, um, just really and real, really enjoy their stories and how, you know, they're kind of looking towards humanity to make humanity better. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but there's also a lot of honor with them as well. And yeah, they're just, it's kind of, kind of my thing, right? So, um, Calgar, like in 40 Calgar was like a favorite of mine when I first started and then started reading heresy and stuff. And there's other characters that are just, they pop up and I'm like, yeah, that's the guy I like, you know? So yeah, I guess that's what, uh, kind of got me into playing them. Plus being a loyalist legion. Our, our group had a lot of traders. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, I guess they would what be the loyalist, like the loyalist. The loyalist, yeah. Yeah, the loyalist. <laughs> wow! If we're talking about the loyalist, we're not talking about Alpha Legion, Armin. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say Salamanders this time. But... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, they're right next to us, to the Ultramarines, that's for sure. So, <laughs> Ultramarines are definitely like 
you know, to a fault, loyal to the emperor and that vision of the Imperium, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, and, and I mean, go ahead, Armin. Uh, I was going to say the one thing I really admired about Gilliman, and I mean, everybody hates him, it seems like, but I actually like the fact that he kind of had a long term vision for his empire, right? For the Emperor's empire, right? He built his Marines to not only be able to, you know, win wars, but also to be able to rule. Because yes. unfortunately, unfortunately, and we see it now too, the flaw of humans is that we have such a short sighted view. Right, yeah. the best emperors in the past were dynasties that were able to like complete projects that took lifetimes to build, right? And mm -hmm. marines could actually see those through, right? So that's why the emperor was able to do all that, and that's kind of what Gilman saw. So I kind of really liked that portion of his empire, and I believed that he was successful with it, is because he had these superhumans not only being able to fight, but he trained and raised them to actually be rulers of humanity. Yeah, you know, people that can actually do things for humans for you know the long term so mm. that you know when that weapon isn't needed anymore you know yeah. you weren't just getting rid of them you were actually still being useful so and they definitely mentioned that right like mm -hmm. they, do. They, they talk about that how like they were bred as a weapon but after the fact there's an empire to rule and planets to rule and govern and that's what the ultramarine higher-ups are for right so yeah yeah that's good and that was kind of that was kind of cool because that you always saw as a flaw in a space marine right mm -hmm. is that once once the galaxy was conquered what do you do then well you have to get rid of all these you know thunder warriors i mean <laughs> well that, that's exactly it right exactly and, uh, yeah yeah so i kind of well, i kind of really like that so that's basically what started there is he basically yeah in a sense yep yeah but i mean the downside was the, uh, you know, Emperor or Imperium Secundus, but let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about who the real loyalist and traitor is. At least the Alpha Legion didn't do that. Well, you know, uh, it's, uh... <laughs> we still had we still had hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, yes. um, what are the rights of war for the Ultramarines, and which one would you say you prefer over the other one? So there is the two. Um, there's the uh, Logos Lectora. And that one pretty much uh, lets you... You get a couple of like, or three kind of like, I guess, um, choices of an effect um, for your for your army, for uh, the Astartes Ultramarines and Dreadnoughts. Mm -hmm. So you get a full march, which is like a you get to reroll your run distance whole fast, which if you remain stationary, you get the snapshot at plus skill two. retribution strike. So you gain counterattack special rule. So pretty cool circumstances, you know, theoretical, mm -hmm. um, limitations though, uh, you have to take a compulsory HQ choice in addition to what's required. Mm -hmm. Which has to be either Master Signal or uh, Domocles Command Rhino. So, for me, that's not a problem. Like in my army, I usually take Master of Signal, anyways. Yeah. Um, 
you have to take an additional comp troop. So a little tax heavy there, depending on how you, how you go. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can't have more vehicles with tanker flyer type than infantry in this detachment. So it's about boots and command. Yes. So, and then the other thing is, is you can't have, you can't deploy infiltrators or enter via deep strike. So, so they're not sneaky. No. So like, <laughs> no, they're not sneaky at all. It's, it's they're heavy boots walking. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. The table. Pretty cool. Um, myself, I've actually never used it. So, um, just I kind of be- think I, I, I was going to say, I kind of like this one for Zormertalis. Right? Yeah, Zormertal- yeah, for Zormertalis, you can kind of going to see what's going to happen sooner, right? So, like, like you know, you're you're thinking about advanced moves and advanced turns and stuff like that, right? You know, the mm-hmm. theoretical and practical. Um, so, if you know you're going to get charged... You know, that, that turn before, you know, kind of thing, you'll, pro- mm-hmm. you'll probably go for the counterattack just to get that bonus. Or if you need to get somewhere and reload that run or, or you know, just the, uh, the snapshots, ballistical too. Okay. But, but I mean, in Zomertalis, if you pass your initiative test, you're automatically. Oh, uh, that's right. Full ballistical, right? So, that's right. Um, that, so I mean, like, yeah, you get that, and then you also get the counterattack. Like that—that's pretty sweet, right? And then the extra troop. Usually, I find that in Zomertalis, like, you want lots of troops, anyways, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, and there, you're not going to have a tanker flyer. Yeah. No, exactly. So, so you're not worried I, about I that. I feel like I—I I don't think it was meant for that, but I, I think it would work really well. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. say say it that way. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, normal games, I, I've. Never used it. And um, the second one is the uh, Vigil Operati mission. Now this one is a little different, definitely. Um, so you got the Vigil Auxilia for the effect. So um, all infantry units and in allied detachment in this army have infiltrator special rule. Uh, You also have um, sacred duty. All infantry units in the Allied detachment have implacable advanced special rule and therefore count as scoring, regardless of their battlefield role. And that's pretty cool, right? Overseers, legion, legion recon squads lose the support special rule and may therefore be taken as comp troop choices. So. Um, and their limitations. So uh, the army must include an allied detachment drawn from the loyalists, imperialist militia, and war- warp cult army lists, and must take the gene crafted and warrior elite provinces. So your you know your army is going to be mixed no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. It's to show the. Uh, Ultramarines are, you know, actually fighting alongside their human counterpart uh, compared to, like, you know, the word bearers where they're driving this big meat bag in front of them to take the hits kind of thing, right? 
Sacrifices, um, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Sacrifices, you know, the black robes in the books there. And so that was one of the limitations. Um, so you can't, you may not include inducted levy squads. And it's only, it's loyalist faction, which obviously makes yeah. sense because there is no ultramarine traders at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then your legion must include a legion vigilator. So a lot of different little things with this infiltrators. This is the sneaky one, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> it sounds like they're literally guiding guiding the uh the the militia and not yep. actually like supporting them or i mean not like militarily supporting them yeah this is like another arm of the ultramarines forces right like with Basically, all the yeah. worlds that they have like this is literally another fighting force that is you know when you think ultramarines you think of the marines right but mm -hmm. these are support forces and whatnot that fight along with the ultramarines and that's what makes them so huge sometimes right um i also have not used this one um my army list actually i don't use any right of war so to have a favorite out of these two um well, i think they're both which... both pretty cool um possibly in the future i might try the second one the uh vigil operati operati mission just for the simple fact that there's some pretty cool models out there that you can make some pretty cool conversions with and make them all ultramarine like you know necromancer oh, the, the militia <laughs> stuff like that cool. yeah so um but it's a different feel too right playing mm -hmm. like i I remember playing Armin on, on the channel there with um, my Ultramarines on a zone board with some uh, Mechanicum. And that was the first time I've even touched Mechanicum or even t had an allied force. Yeah. And, you know, it was actually pretty fun because it was different, right? Mm -hmm. So this could be very interesting, not only in an aspect of gaming and how your army is designed, but also... Um, hobby wise as well right so we can make special those special characters to fit that kind of army and whatnot so yeah i'll, I'll probably go with that second one sounds good and uh we can move on to the next question what's your favorite legion specific unit okay so uh i'm gonna have to say the invictus cesarean now, before you guys say anything, we've had many, many battles, <laughs> and and I know I know James could attest to this. He's he's seen my cesarean get their butts kicked by Marines <laughs> just because I roll so bad. <laughs> but um, probably my favorite. Um, well, how do you pronounce that? Legatine axe. The legatine axe. Team, time, legacy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, you so, want to pronounce it. Well, it's it's an awesome weapon. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like they start they start base with it. I mean, they're not they're not they're not cheap though, right? Like when you look at it, they started like 
They're 200, 200 points, points for five. So they're 40 points each for the first five. Mm-hmm. But then they're but then they're 25 points apiece. So you almost like want to get those extra points so that you can actually, you know, uh, yeah. lower their final point value. But then the axe itself is, yeah, it's strength as user. But AP2 um, doesn't strike an initiative. So that, that's no, really cool. But there, there is... Oh, sorry, it does strike an initiative. I apologize. It, it does strike an initiative and... Um, it has cutting strikes, so when you hit on a six, it automatically wounds. So you don't have to roll it, right? So it just wounds. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm going against something that has that high toughness that I'm going to need, you know, fives to wound or whatever, like it could just rip through guys, right? I That's know, right, absolutely. You know, um, they're they have that. You know, they're implacable advanced. What are you what are you doing? Just sorry to interrupt. What are you doing over there, Dan? <laughs> I was drinking from my water bottle, sorry. Man, it sounds like <laughs> sounds very exciting water bottle. I was Jeez. thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, I, do I sound like that when I drink my beer? Like is that what it sounds like? Here, I'm gonna drink my no, beer. Wait. No. 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 No, we don't hear anything. Not. But um Yeah, so besides their axe. Uh, they have the boarding shield, of course. Big, mm-hmm. fancy-looking boarding shield for the model. <laughs> of course, they can, you know, they're equipped with, can be equipped with plasma pistols and thunder hammers as well, which does get really pricey, but doesn't hurt to have a thunder hammer in there. Um, yeah. They can be your, um, literally your honor guard, your command squad for your characters and, and for Gullman. So that's that's a neat one too. Um, one of the neat rules they have is Lords of Ultramar. So with this special rule, so Legion Astarte Ultramarine special rule, uh, as well as allied detachment units drawn from either the Solar Ox. Oh, I think there we is. Thought we lost Armin there. So from the drawn from the Solar Ox or the Imperialis Militia Army list within twelve inches of the Caesarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, model, which itself is not pinned or falling back, gain a plus one modifier to their leadership value to max a 10. Mm-hmm. So I've had that in a game where it actually like really, really helped. Um, just rolling way too high on tests, right? But uh, Chosen Warriors, any model in the squad can accept challenges. So that can, issue. that can, that can, yes, issue and accept. So that can, uh, save your bacon sometimes mm-hmm. um and then yeah like i said they're honor bearers so they could be the command squad uh by doing that though you have to replace one of them with a um standard i believe yes with the legion standard so just with some of the stuff they have and the pretty cool axe and weapon skill five two attacks they're probably my favorite. The other reason they're probably my favorite is because they have a model out for it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the only reason you like them is because they're the only Ultramarine one with a, with a, a model. model. So, <laughs> Forge World, again, if you're listening, please bring out these other models. Oh, they're definitely listening to us. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I like them. Um, I've used them a fair bit. In my regular army, they're actually not in the army. Um, but 
when I bust them out, they're usually riding around in a in a uh, land raider. Land raider of sorts. Yeah. So. I mean, I I think a little overpriced personally, but uh, overall they're they're pretty good. You want to talk about well, overpriced? Well, you, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> you have to think of them honestly. I think you got to think of them almost like just being slightly worse than just. Uh, like Tardos Terminator armor, just because they have a six plus against shooting for the involved, mm-hmm. but in combat they're literally no different than a Tardos. And the fact that they're in artificer armor means that you can fit more of them in in like a Phobos style Land Raider. So yeah, yeah, but like no no power fist ability, right? And then you get thunder uh, hammers. Thunder, yeah, they're so expensive. Fifteen points is a lot, right? Yeah, but for... you don't need ten. No, 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 you're right, a couple. And, I mean, it says, like, anyone, right? So you yes. could get a couple, and those are hidden in the squad, like, unless somebody's sniping you out or anything like that. They're not yeah. killing them. So it's, it's, it is really, really good to get at least one. And the model looks unreal, too, when you model one with a Thunder Hammer. With a Thunder Hammer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they already look nice, and just give them a Thunder Hammer. You know what would be awesome? Too bad the shield wouldn't work with it, but uh, there's a couple of models that you can find with, like, the two-handed Thunder Hammer, where they're in the pose yeah. when they're striking. Yeah, you yeah. get those hands in there and just like model one like that, where he like puts the shield in the ground next to him and just goes to town with the thunder hammer. That'd be pretty. I'll uh, just I'll just cool. make a, I'll just make a little buckler for him. Yeah, don't do, don't do that. Buckler that, with the uh, like ultramarine symbol on it. I I do not condone this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the other good units, but for them, yeah, my favorite. Let's talk about the other ones. Uh, well, we, we're getting into, like, the fluff now. Like, what makes, you know, if there's any added fluff that that really, you know, bring, you know excites you about Ultramarines or whatever now is... So, really... the, one, the one part that I really, really enjoyed, and it's, uh, it's in uh, No No Fear, mm-hmm. is when, and I, we're going to, we always say this, but spoilers... Um, <laughs> it's when Ventanus and his sergeant Venanus. Uh, no, it's Ventanus, <laughs> not Ventanus. And I believe it's Celaton is his sergeant that's with him, and they're um interrogating the one war bearers guy who surrendered to them right at the the yeah. one battle. And, you know, he's getting questioned and the word bearer guy is like getting really uh, cocky. And Ventanis, like, he's, it's, it's, he's not letting it really bother him because, you know, mm-hmm. he, he kind of gets what's mm-hmm. going on. But there's a point where uh, his sergeant loses control, right? And at yeah. that point, it shows you these guys are still human. You know what I mean? Even though they're genetically enhanced and all that jazz, they they still feel like a human. They still have that thing, and then he unleashes the emotions. Yeah, exactly. And then he unleashes the rage and actually does what he does. And then Ventanus is fighting a big ass demon. So, <laughs> which I was like, what? <laughs> but um, yeah, just at that point, like for me at least, you know. That is probably one of my parts that I was like, that's pretty cool. That 
showed um, some more humanity to these characters mm-hmm. that are in a super tough time, but they're fighting and things happen, right? The other part of it, though, is when Gulliman is literally telling Logar, you're dead, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm coming at you, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Pissed him off, yeah. Yeah, like, you messed you messed with me, and now you pissed me off, brother. <laughs> and you uh, literally stabbed me in the back, and we're coming at you. So, yeah, it's uh, fluff-wise. There's so much of it, too, right? Armin, do you have anything to add? Because I know you've read more of the books than than like both of us have. I know, there's a bunch of stuff, right? When they're on the ship fighting demons, that was awesome. Just the way, just the whole, the whole scene with uh, Corferon, I think. And like, I don't want to say it's you know, it's 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 kind of like if you want to read something, I recommend reading it. Uh, they one? have a graphic. They have a they have a small graphic novel that actually came out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even part of the books. That's that's really like randomly somebody gave it to me as a gift, and uh, it was really really cool. Nice. Um, one of my favorite, of course, it would be one of my favorite pieces of fluff is when Gilliman almost uh, went down to uh, Alpha Legion Kill Squad. But uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard nothing about that. No. Okay. Well, you just wait. <laughs> you just wait. Um, it was. It was. Just, it was just really cool because it, it tells the story from the from Gilman's point of view, right? It's not an Alpha Legion at all. Mm-hmm. Book. It's. It tells the story from his point of view. So it's. Huh. It's really neat how he, even like he recognizes that he could have died, but of course you're like, well, you know, there's a reason why he's superhuman, right? And like to the point where godlike, is that. You know, he he didn't, and I think he comes out of it like relatively unscathed too, because he just has that like intuition that tells him something's wrong here, right? Yeah. So that was uh, that was really cool. I mean, the whole the whole part, I really enjoyed the whole part when like him and Sanguinis and Lion are together, and then you kind of get a look into each Primarch and how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. That. I really enjoyed that. So it's not so much just specifically about the Ultramarines, but I kind of enjoyed seeing the Lion's point of view and Segmentus' point of view and Gilliman's point of view, right? Because they're very different and the writer definitely, I felt, did a pretty good job at, at showing Portrayed that. So that. that was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. exactly. Um, <laughs> as for the Ultramarines themselves, I mean, they're kind of your classic, you know. They're in like 30K. Army. In 30K compared to, I guess, 40K. They they feel different in in 30k right just by some of the stories and whatnot like you know they always go off about like theoretical and practical mm-hmm. kind of events and, and and situations and it just yeah even with the the other characters that you read about and and, and whatnot like uh what's his name cage cage Gage, captain, the captain, I think it is, or the chapter master Gage, when he's pinned up and there's that on the bridge and there's a demon coming at him and he's like, he's feeling fear, you oh, know? Yeah. And then you have Thiel, who is just like out there just swinging away. You know what I mean? <laughs> the sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it's just there's there's such a different feel to the characters and whatnot and uh telemachus the dreadnought so yeah not sure what happened there but uh looks like we got a little cut off but we'll just continue on <laughs> so yeah we were just talking about the fluff but we can go into like reading out the army uh readout so yeah for sure we're, we're... Whoever wants to start with like the Legion specific stuff, you can go ahead. Okay, I guess I'll start off here. So, the Ultramarines. So, of course, like always, Legion of Stardis, everybody has that regroup special rule. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite rules for them is interlocking tactics. So, literally, um, Whenever a Legion of Stardis Ultramarine unit uh, makes a shooting attack against an already uh, unit that's already been shot at by a, another Ultramarine unit, so it doesn't have to be an Astartes unit on that part of it, you get mm -hmm. to reroll ones to wound or penetrate the target's armor. Um, this doesn't affect snapshots or blast weapons. So that's the first part of it. Um, really good for, obviously, the Marines. If you've got heavy weapons, a lot of special weapons, you know, support squads, veterans, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, the second part of it is same deal. Legion of Stardis, Ultramarine's special rule. Uh, charges a unit which is already engaged in an assault by another Ultramarine unit and you fail to reach the target, um, you actually get to re-roll your charge roll. So, helpful. My army, it's more about the shooting. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so pretty cool. Um, a lot of times it's one of those things where like, if you're just starting Ultramarines, you know, just play that list and remember those rules because those come in so handy <laughs> well i think a lot of people struggle with them the ultramarines at first because they're they don't have passive abilities yeah you have you have to you have to actually like engage them through one means or another either being in combat already or having another unit in your army shoot and then you getting the bonus so a lot of people don't think of it as a strength because you it's not passive like a lot of the other legion rules that's but right if you can combo it and it took andy a long time to figure it out and once he figured it out it was just like it was just like you do things you could see him doing thinking and he you know you take like heavy bolters <laughs> on rhinos yeah just to pop shot across the table right and be like okay now everything's going into that one unit and you're like re-rolling wounds and it's like, oh, okay, now I got to make this many more armor saves because you, you know, you, uh, but it's definitely worth it once you actually get it going yeah. and you actually combo it the way, the way that you kind of were doing. So. Yeah. And, and one thing with, with this rule, twin linked is your friend, mm -hmm. right? Cause you got a lot of twin link, uh, twin linked weaponry on vehicles and, if you're shooting at targets that, you know, you can take advantage of this rule with, yeah, you do it, you know. So, so it's yeah, like I said, one of my favorites. 
the next one is Certainty and Resolve. Uh, this is also another good one. So Legion of Stardis Ultramarines special rule. Um, they take fear and regrouping tests on auto-modified leadership value of 10. It's pretty cool. So they basically had like a pseudo no-no uh, no fear from 7th and 6th. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. Right? Because you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. Um, lower value than 10, and 10 is pretty good. <laughs> yep. And then in combo with, uh, you know, Caesarean, well, Caesarean are giving you mainly leadership 10 because of the bonus, and then for everything, and then this is just, you know, if they're not around in that area and you got to take those tests, at least you have that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is my not-so-favorite one. <laughs> the Rigid Chain of Command. <laughs> so if all my HQ units or all Ultramarine HQ units in the detachment are slain, the opponent gains an additional one victory point. They they executed for Gulliman too, right? Yes, they did. So, in addition to this, um, if the army's warlord is slain, then every unit in the Ultramarine's attachment with the Legion Astartes Ultramarine Special Rule must take mm -hmm. an immediate pinning test with the exception of independent characters... Uh, who have had, who are also part of a unit, um, they don't have to take the test. So, it, um, you do get pinned every once in a while. Um, but the worst part about that is the, the plus one victory point for the opponent. Because there's been many matches where I've lost it by one point, just because of that. Right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, Gullman pretty much has these effects when you lose him too, right? So, right. Um, yeah. And then we got, so the we talked about earlier, the Legatine Axe. As user for strength, AP2, melee specialist weapon cutting strike. So hit on sixes, wounds automatically. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mantles of Ultramar. This is a fun one. So, it's for your Praetors. Um, Artist for armor. So, 2 plus armor save. It gives you a feel no pain 5 plus. And the, the part of this armor, the rule that I keep forgetting, is the immunity to the blind special rule. For the wearer. You armor. get sunglasses. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it um you can exchange your artist for armor for the for the mantles of Ultramar for twenty mm -hmm. points. So it's an extra twenty, but you get a feel no pain and you know, sunglasses. Um <laughs> Yeah, I usually take it. And yeah, so that's pretty much their special rules. Um, I know with the way my army is built, it really is, uh, you know, uh, focused on the shooting aspect of, of the game, right? Like my army list is very, very heavy with big guns and just 
mass amount of firepower. Um, so when it comes to close combat, it's a little it's a little tougher. But I also run Gullman, so he's in there to support. Uh, but yeah, going into like units. Oh, there is one more thing I forgot. Actually, uh, this one's a cool one too. So besides the equipment, um, the Le our Legion breacher squads have the ability to upgrade and exchange their bolters for power swords for five points each. And they actually came out with <laughs> ultramarine specific boarding shields and gladiuses pretty much. Yeah. So, um, very uh, Roman-esque. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know. Um, and I love that look. And uh, I've seen some pretty neat paint jobs for it as well. It would be awesome to just have a whole army of the... Look at... Uh, no, the other ones. I can't think of them now. The Suzerans and then Breachers, right? Yeah. No, for like sure. Just, you know. I, I always had the thought of like making the breacher squad with MK3 armor and these shields and uh, swords, but mm -hmm. then have every one of my Marines have the cross-sectioned um, plume on the top there, the crest. Yeah. And they would pretty much look like Praetorians. You know what I mean? From like the old Roman yeah. era. Mm -hmm. So... But, it's a lot uh, of bits. Yeah. Pretty awesome, though. We, we know what those <laughs> are like. <laughs> Maybe one day. One day. Make a command squad like that. Um, so, yeah. So, next is the Invictar Caesarian squad. And we've already touched base on these guys. So, Andy's favorite. And <laughs> next is the Honored Telemachus. So, pretty much... 255 points. Uh, I believe... Well, his web skill 6. That's better than a regular Contemptor, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Five. Yeah. Yeah. so. Four hull uh, points. Four hull points. Yep. Um, carries Assault Cannon. Dreadnought, Close Combat, um, and Kami Bolter. And he has Fleet, Brutal Charge, Living Icon of the Legion, Resilient, and Wrath and Betrayal. Loyalist faction only, of course. So Brutal Charge, he inflicts D3 Hammer of Wrath attacks on the charge. Uh, Living Icon of the Legion. Um, so units with the Legion of Starry's Ultramarine Special Rule with at least one model within 12 inches of the Honored Telemachus gain plus one to their Assault Resolution score and may add plus one to their Sweeping Advance rolls. Um, which is awesome. It's another leadership buff, right? For yeah. sure. Uh, resilient. Whenever Armored Telemachus suffers a penetrating hit, their only player may ask their opponent to re-roll the result roll on the vehicle to damage chart or the destroyer damage chart. However, the second mm. result stands, of course. So He's venerable then, right? Pretty much. Kind of like of, yeah. the seventh and used to be. Yeah. And then he has hatred. Wrath and betrayal. Traitors, yeah. Yeah, so hatred, traitor, legions. 
Well, it uh, says Traitor Legion Astartes special rule. So I guess not like Hatred Vehicles or Traitor Vehicles or anything like that. Just like correct Legion Astartes, yeah. Yeah. Well, so he's... But it's kind of weird, though, because it says which applies to all units chosen from the Traitor Legion Astartes forces. I think they just meant like in general. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it just he has Hatred Traitors. Gotcha. Is he is he uh, elite or is he an HQ? He's an elite. Yeah, because there's one of them I think is an HQ. I can't remember. Anyways, I've used them. Uh, I used them in actually Zomertals against Armin. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, his bonus, his bubble uh, there of the, uh, I believe it was the plus one assault resolution. That I think I got that actually had to use that mm -hmm. in one of her uh, fights. I think so too. But I think it was like tactical marines versus tactical marines. So, <laughs> hey, hey, come on, those are still marines. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so this this is a unit that I would love for them to create, make, produce, whatever. Um, the Luctaris Storm Squad. So. Literally your assault squad, right? 185 points, five of them. Except they're in artificial armor and they got power swords. They also have opening salvo and precision intervention. They have the usual upgrades, you know, plasma pistols, power axe, all that stuff. Melt bombs, but opening salvo. So on the turn, the squad arrives from um, deep strike. It can fire its pistols, pistol-type weapons twice in the shooting phase against the same target, which it has to be. Mm -hmm. um, but characters who have joined this unit do not gain the ability. Um, so in our community, quite a few years back, there was one other Ultramarine player, and I've seen him use this at the time I was actually playing uh, World Leaders. Um the only problem with this I find is now you're clumped if you're deep striking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you're not which, running if you're shooting. Yeah. Which, as we all know in Heresy, there's a lot of large blasts that do a lot of high damage with high AP. Mm -hmm. So you can lose this unit pretty quick. I mean, but point value wise, they're really good. Yeah. Right. Like. Uh, yeah, they're, again, a little pricey to start, but the 20 points afterwards, when you think about it, compare them to a regular Marine, they've got power weapons and artificial armor base with jump packs. True. So for, like, a jump troop unit, they're actually really good. Yeah, I know uh, Alex has mentioned these guys to me quite a few times, but why aren't you using them? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, you only get the one melt bomb right? Yeah, no, that's true. And, uh, you know, um, a couple of things here and there. But but it says for every five models, you can get a plasma pistol. And then your strike leader can get a plasma pistol. So you can have three plasma pistols. Mm -hmm. So if you choose to use that opening salvo rule, you could be firing six of those shots, right? So it's, it's not, like, bad if you build them. I mean, it gets pricey, right? But yeah. um, they're really cool for a jump unit. They're actually not crazy expensive that's true power swords already armor plus they got the two abilities right so uh the second ability is pre uh, precision intervention 
So uh, when they're arriving deep strike, pretty much they get to re-roll their scatter dice to see where it lands, which helps. Which is awesome. Yeah. So yep. probably a book out of the Blood Angels or a page out of the Blood Angels. Uh, you know. Yeah, they're army. basically because that's kind of what ultramarines are good at, right? They're they're literally they take whatever they see and make it better for themselves, right? Yeah, that's kind of what you'll see with like these jump troops because they're basically uh, Dawnbringers, but they just made them f- for their own selves, kind of thing. Oh, for sure. And then the next unit you'll see <laughs> makes Bill cringe every time we talk about them. Yeah. Well, let's or, talk about them. So, <laughs> the Fulman Terrace Terminator Strike Squad. <laughs> so, you get five so, of them. Yep. Go ahead, Armin. No, no, you can buy. Okay. Uh, so we get five of them. Uh, Bliss skill five. One wound terminator. Um, 225 points. So they have, they're equipped with a power maul. Kami bolter. They have a uh, paracharge targeter and cataphractic terminator armor. Mm-hmm. And of course, they have you know uh, land raider Phobus or Proteus as a dedicated transport or Spartan, mm-hmm. if you have a certain amount. So they can have power sword, power axe, power fists, uh, Kami Melta Reaper auto cannons, each. Uh, but they can also be equipped with cyclone missile launchers each. Um, as long as they don't have the other heavy weapons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um you can you, their targeter, the paratarch targeter. So as long as as at least two models equipped with the targeter are in the unit, the entire unit gains night vision special rule. Uh, can I just mention something sorry to interrupt. No, sorry to it's interrupt. All good. Can I just mention something really weird? So it says all the models in the squad may exchange their combi bolters for one of the following heavy weapons. Yes. And those heavy weapon options are combine meltas or reaper auto cannons. So then as long as you have not like already exchanged your combi bolters for heavy weapons. So that means you can't have a combine melta and a cyclo missile launcher. I guess mm, not if that's you know the word. I've never That's kind of weird because I kind of like both technically. But okay, sorry. Keep keep hmm. going. The targeter. The targeter is really good. So yeah, so the second part of this targeter is uh, as long as at least five models are equipped with the targeter, mm-hmm. the entire unit gains tank hunter special rule. And then the third portion is as long as eight models are equipped with the targeter, the opposing player makes its cover saves at minus one against the unit. So, so the the squad automatically starts with tank hunter until you lose the one guy. Right? Uh, yes. Oh, night vision. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and tank hunter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So, so normally I would look at these guys and say, "Hey, these guys are amazing because they have all these special rules and everything." And when you look at their base cost, two twenty-five for five, thirty-five points each is actually really good price with five ballistas kill. But when you look at the cost of that cyclone, thirty points. It's, it's insane. Yes. A model, and you have to buy it for all of them. Yes. Now you're paying 65 points for a Terminator? Like, they're super, super expensive. So Um, expensive. 
uh, the Iron Warriors and one of Bill's favorites, the uh, what Tyrants, Siege Tyrants. Yeah, Siege yeah. Tyrants. Yeah. Yeah. So every Iron Warriors force that I've seen in the community here has them because they they are good. But that's what these guys are supposed to be like, right? And with a little bit extra high tech gear. What what gets Bill all knotted up is is he doesn't like that. Say if you have ten ten of those guys, it's actually cheaper than an Iron Warrior setup where you have ten uh, siege tyrants and say like a siege breaker to give the unit tank hunter. Because mm. then it you know then you have to buy a, a second mod or an HQ just to babysit them while these guys by themselves already get tank hunter and night vision and minus one to your cover. They might be a little, they end up being a little more expensive, but they're actually cheaper in the long run kind of thing. Yeah. Because you like don't. 60 something point squad. Yeah. Or 600, 700 point squad. Yeah. Some, some big points on that one. Because like Tyrant Siege Terminators are 50 points a piece extra. These guys are 65. So you, like you're paying, you know, the points, but it's just. And guess they what? Get... Tyrant Siege Terminators can also exchange a combi bolter for a combi weapon. So he could be running uh, Cyclone Missile Launchers and Combi Meltas. Yeah. Where these Terminators cannot do that. That so said, though, guys, let's talk bag. about something that I've never seen anybody run, which I'm actually extremely disappointed for. But see, this this is my disappointment. Why aren't we running these Terminators with just Combi Meltas? Like, you're looking at 40 points a Terminator for mm -hmm. extra ones. Yeah. You start with Tank Hunter. So the turn you come down, either in a, in a drop pod, right, the, the Anvilus, or you're deep striking. Oh, can they actually deep strike? Uh, I don't think they have the ability. But if you, you can get them Dread Claws and stuff like that. Brittle Assault or, or something. So they are a heavy support choice. Oh, that's, yeah, the big problem. So in my current list... They don't work for me. Okay, so that's another five points, right? Like I have, I have a lot of heavy tanks taking up those slots. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so so these guys don't work. Again, in the future, I might start adjusting my my army, <laughs> change it up. Because I, let's be honest here, I've played my army for the same army. I hammered that same army out for over a year and a half now right and uh, i love playing it but eventually i'll probably spruce it up a little bit change things and try different things too right so yeah so and again wrong. I, I didn't realize that they uh didn't have power fists so you kind of want to no. pay for those no That's they have power malls make them a little more expensive so now they actually think about it 40 points now that you don't have power fists Power malls. Just power malls, buddy. Beat people mm -hmm. with baseball bats. So, does anybody care? Like, I don't understand. Why are we talking about power malls? Well, <laughs> like we said, they're super expensive. So, you start upgrading with everything, right? Yeah, well, this one gets pricey, that's for sure. You treat them as like moving uh, turrets. You know, I don't think you're meant to like walk them up to tanks and smash them. I think you're supposed to shoot them across the board or shoot whatever you're trying to shoot across the board. Hitting right? on twos. 
Yeah. Hitting on twos and you have some interlocking tactics going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to. I'd love to see you start losing these eighty-point models. Oh, I yeah, I, I have <laughs> used them. Exaggeration, but yeah. I I have used them, and me and Bill have exchanged some firepower at each other, and Terminators die pretty quick when there's lots of shots coming at them. Um. So next on the list is Dan's favorite. <laughs> Uh, Captain Remus Ventanis. So he's quite the support character. And so what he he is pretty much he's a Praetor. Um, he's got a power sword for weapon, melt bombs, Nuncio Vox, Legion Standard, and he's in power armor. So. Wouldn't he be more of like a herald? Yeah, in a sense, pretty much. With he's probably got one more wound, I think. Does he have three wounds or two? Three wounds. Yeah, three wounds. he's just he's basically a herald with one more wound. But he's better than a herald because yeah. he does a bunch of stuff. Hundred fifty five points. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, cunning strategist. So while he's alive, the opponent posing player has a minus one modifier to all reserve rolls, and the owning player may choose to re-roll any reserve rolls made, whether failed or successful. And I use this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, what do you combo it with, Andy? Oh, the uh, exploratory augury web on the Proteus... I believe. Yeah, Proteus, yeah. Yeah, so I'm giving my opponent minus two for his reserve rolls. And funny enough, the first time I took the TLVO, I didn't even get to use it once because nobody put <laughs> anything in reserves. So, um, But yeah, so if he's your warlord, he has resolute planning. So with that, he has... Uh, both him and the Union of Legion Astartes Ultramarines special in the army with Remus Fontanus, as its mm-hmm. warlord, have stubborn special rule while they have at least one model within three inches of an objective. So, but I believe the Legion standard itself, uh, fearless? It I should believe. give us like a six inch fearless bubble. I can't remember if it's a bubble or if it's for the unit, but it has fearless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's a fun character. I don't try to get him into any duels or anything, but he can keep units, you know, standing and just those bonuses. They help me out a lot. Uh, you kind of control that aspect of things. Well, he's a good sidekick for Gulliman, right? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I wish they actually made Thiel in as a character. Oh, uh, the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, well, let's be honest. I wish they kind of made them all, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, so the next unit is the Demolicles Command Rhino, 100 points. And I believe this is available to everybody now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they have Gene Locator Beacon, Command Vox Relay, 
You have a focus bombardment. There's special deployment for this thing, apparently. Carry six models. I uh, haven't really used it myself. I usually take a master signal. Um, so yeah, the locator beacon. So units arriving via the deep strike, which part of the force can the Bonkles, do not need to reroll scatter if they choose to arrive within 24 inches. So that's pretty good. A lot of deep striking armies use it. Like if you're playing like a, a mass assault marine army or yeah. something like that, you'll see a lot of guys run those, especially like in the Blood Angel army. Uh, you'll see them. I mean, uh, yeah, it just mostly helps with like deep striking, and, and it's a hundred points, so it's dirt cheap. Uh, so command Vox relay. So the Mockley's allows the controller player to add plus one. Two or subtract minus one from the results of any reserve rolls they make while the Molocles is in play. In addition, mm -hmm. should enemy models suffer a deep strike mishap when the Molocles is in play, uh, the roll suffers a minus one modifier. So again, it's not sorry, it's not big and, until it actually happens. Yeah. But. So another you know bonus to to res, to reserves or deep strikes mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? And then focus bombardment, um, just the usual ordnance bombardment. Strength eight AP three, ordnance one, lance twin link barrage, Lord, Lord blast of five, five. And then uh, it has a little thing here for special deployment. So zero to one, Democles command riders may be taken in any Legion of Stars Crusader army uh, as a non-compulsory HQ for any force over a thousand points. In addition, the Ultramarine's Legion uh, designed for command purposes also take a single additional Demolicus Command Rider as a dedicated transport for a Master of Signal. Ooh. So, I guess I know what uh, transport my Master of Signal will be in eventually. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own ride! <laughs> can he can he shoot out of the top hat Oh, is there a top? No, there's no top hatch. No, it's That's, it's not a basic rhino. No, it I, has has like the this... satellite on it. So. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to give you like where you could shoot two orbital bombardments a turn or that... one in one turn. Oh, you could still. Nice. You know, if he's outside. Yeah. Well, the master signal just jumps out. Yeah, basically. So, and last but not least. Girly man, girly man. Everybody calls him that. I don't even know why. I, Is it just because he starts with a G? I, I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rabute Gulliman. Um Probably one of the best Primarchs out there. He's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I enjoy playing him. Um, real good support stuff. Some rules, and then. Yeah, we'll talk about that here. So, weapon skill 7, ballistic skill 6, strength 6, toughness 6, wound 6, initiative 6, attacks 4, initiative 10, of course, and 2 plus. Um, pretty Did decent. Did kind of weird? I mean, he does have 2 close combat weapons that are specialists, so he gets the extra attack. But yes. That, that's the only thing that I'm like, why? But, I mean, overall normal. Weapon skill 7 is nice, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, for his war gear, he has the Armor of Reason, the Gladius and Candor, and the Hand of Dominion, the Arbitrator, Cognosignum, and Frag Grenades. 
Uh, and then his special rules, all the Primarch stuff usually. Uh, mm -hmm. Sire of the Ultramarines, preternatural strategy, unyielding will, and of course bulky. So, Sire of the Ultramarines. So any unit that he joins can reroll failed charge distances and ignores the effects of concussion special rule. So right there already, it's like, damn. Um, so that's Rubul Goleman as well, so he cannot yeah, be concussed. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I guess it, so. it would move over. Yeah. Never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. so, so then also, um, of course, all Legion of Stars Ultramarines the special rule um, in the same army as him get plus one leadership value. So okay, keep going, keep when going. He's in Next playing, one right? is the important one. <laughs> Invictus Cesarian uh, squads and Terminator Legion Terminator squads may be taken as troops for the Ultramarines. There you go. As long as you know he's the warlord. Like that's amazing. Oh, of course right? it is. Like, it's the honor guard. Like, Horus has that basically, right? Like he makes Jasterin and veterans troops and you know yeah Gilliman's might be a little worse because like Caesarean and Legion Terminators but that's still like amazing no wonder you don't have to run a right of war because you don't need to worry about you know you could just fill your you know you don't need tactical marines if you don't want them right yeah yeah, yeah. could be a very I mean, you should but could be a very elite army right right so and that's that's a great rule to just get for free that's awesome mm -hmm. well 400 points free Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to mention that in there because I forgot to say that. But um, So yeah, so his next rule here is a pre-natural strategy. So with him on the first turn, so when you're determining like the first turn for the mission, the opposing player has to re-roll successful attempts to seize the initiative where, you know, I'm going first kind of thing, right? Which can be brutal. Yes. Yes. Uh, the next one is a big one for me. Um, so you get to literally select a single unit entry from the Ultramarines army list. And you can give it, and it gains one of the following rules. So it can gain Implacable Advance, Interceptor, or Tag Hunters. If they don't already possess it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so with this, it's nice because you like it's like it's saying here a single unit entry. So if you're taking multiple units, like of the same name, of the now. same, it's it's wicked. Like it's awesome, right? What do you use it for, Andy? <laughs> so myself, I usually use. The implacable advance or tank hunters mm -hmm. and it's usually on my javelins that are out flanking <laughs> right like javelins with, with tank hunter that's unreal so not only am i getting these abilities one of these abilities but i'm also getting the possibility of you know re-rolling on a failed roll for reserves to come out flanking with my combo of the other characters gain yeah. the bonus right so it's really determining when i want those to come in right still a chance that i'm not coming in but let me tell you <laughs> when i give those javelins and placable advance 
and they're holding objectives, it kind of blows people's minds away, right? Because you're you're literally at one side of the board, and then you just flat out, and you're on the other side of the board. Now you're holding yeah. something that they just ran away from, or whatever, right? And then, of course, if they have tank hunters, well, I run my javelins with missiles and multi meltas and hunter killer missiles. Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool. Love it. I, I mean, the other cool thing too is you could always. You know, I feel like this is one of those times where maybe a couple last cannons, like a squad, two two squad of last cannons, wouldn't be bad either. So, right? so the thing with that, I don't think the is the last can. Are you talking like? Javelin. Yeah, but is well, it the, is it twin link last can? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's just a javelin. Just oh, okay, great. Okay, yeah. I was trying to think if it was two last cans because it's been so long since I've used them. So it's, it's, but... it's twin linked, right? But that's that's still. Like with tank hunter, it makes them like that little bit extra. You yeah. Know, especially if you're facing a, a a big heavy tank like a Spartan or or, or something like that, right? Well, because you're also outflanking, right? So you're yeah. you're either getting side or back armor. Yeah. No, that's that's a good idea too. I uh, mean, missiles are more versatile, but yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've had a lot of good luck with them, with especially like if okay, there isn't a tank that I'm, you know destroy with one of these things or um there is no objective because it's like a kill point match right Mm -hmm. so it's like okay well i have three of these javelins and that's a lot of missile firepower that i can lay into some marines and try to wipe out that squad right at distance so um so yeah and then of course you know if you take interceptor well that could be good on some devastator squads if you Heavy support squads, you know, if you got long range mm-hmm. stuff for that. I mean, tanks, like, really, even as like somebody's got javelins against you and you're like, okay, my land raider is going to take it, right? Like, you have yeah. a lot of like view with that land raider, right? And those last cannons will really hurt anything, really. I, I mean, just an example, but you're right, you have options. So that's kind of yep. nice. Yeah. No, definitely. And then, of course, with that same rule, um, so when Gulliman's fighting a challenge, so he'll gain plus one weapon skill on each round of continuous combat after the first. Um, and then so on and so on. So he's getting smarter. Yeah. Every round, right? Well, he's, he's learning from the combat, I guess, you know, like just, yeah, it, it's funny when you start fighting against some of the other Primarchs and all of a sudden it's like, you know, no, I'm. Um, you're not hitting on threes anymore. <laughs> like we're at the same level now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but or it does get better because yes, know, a lot of a lot of rounds will go past you know third rounds, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then of course, if it's a new challenge, it resets. So, right. But um, unyielding will. So. Gullman's leadership is never negated modifiers of any kind and he can re-roll fail deny uh, the witch tests. Which is pretty awesome. Yep. That's good, yeah. The armor of reason. I like this one too. Uh, so literally it's a f- 2 plus 4 plus invulnerable save but in addition mm-hmm. the first invulnerable save failed by Gullman in each particular phase of the game may be re-rolled. So, this has saved my bacon 
a number of times where it's just my rolls are hot and I'm making these saves, right? But it's like each each, each phase. Yes. That's insane. Like it could be shooting, it could be combat, it could be psychic. Like it's awesome. Yeah, like it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then the lion stole it. Yeah. <laughs> no, the lions is one once per turn. Oh, is it? So I, I'm, slightly well, slightly okay. weaker. Don't quote me on that, please. I I I, <laughs> I know it's not as good as Gilliman's. I remember looking at that, so <laughs> uh, so then his weapons um, for close co combat weapons so he's got the two and they do confer the plus one attack because of the two specialist weapons as Armin mentioned before there uh, Gladius and Candor is his, his uh, sword so plus one strength, two AP melee shred murder strike and specialist weapon of course uh I've used it I mean, fair fair bit. Yeah. Shred with plus one attack with plus one strength, sorry, is is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and murder strike, you know, pretty cool. Uh, Hand of Dominion, this is big old power fist, pretty much, and it's uh, ten strength, AP one, concussive, and it's unwieldy. I mean, and that's awesome because it's not like it's like times two strength. It's 10 flat. Yep. Yeah, it's unwieldy, but AP1 is amazing too. So if you go up against a vehicle like, or a knight or something, like it so, dies. Um, right? Horace's claw. Mm -hmm. What's the effects? It, it, it reduces. It's minus weapon skill, minus strength. So, so you're, this so still if, 10. If you're using your fist, it yeah. means nothing. And uh, with the plus one weapon skill that, that Gilliman gets. Uh, Horace is eight weapon skill, I believe. So yeah. he is on threes. So I mean, if Horace one turn doesn't succeed with uh, Gilliman's plus one weapon skill, then all of a sudden they're equal. And at this point, Gilliman now has taken a big advantage. And I know Andy and I have played it out a few times yes. where I run Horace and he runs Gilliman. And if Gilliman makes those saves, yeah. be good couple turns. Like Horace, Horace will actually lose. Um, I mean, horse still technically should win statistically, but you know how dice go up and down. Yeah, right? like it makes a, it makes a big difference to to have those two rules with the base strength ten just flat. It's it's really nice, right? So, and I'm sure yeah. we'll see that at some point in some of these Primark fights. Oh, we will mm -hmm. for sure. Not uh, not, <laughs> not this, this round, current round, but yeah, yeah, not this round. But uh, for well, you know, if if you guys are listening. We are doing another uh, set and uh, of, of Primark fights. So when this ends, they will not stop. We're going to continue doing them. So exactly. Um, make sure to uh, keep watching. And then uh, what? Arbitrator? Yep. That's his uh, fancy full combi bolter. 18 range, strength 6, AP 3, assault 2, rending. So Not bad. I mean, no. It's, uh, it's not AP 2, but the rending helps, right? Yep. And yeah, that's that is the Ultramarines in a nutshell, I guess. Longer than nutshell, but basically, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, it's it's um, it's funny because again, like I said, in our community, the time that we did have one player, um, I wasn't actually playing them, and then a little while after the fact. I started started playing because I was like, you know what? I want to play Lois Legion. I'm going to do it. 
going to go with my old favorites, the Ultramarines. And ever since then, you know, um, there really hasn't been anybody else who's played them here. And I think, no, I don't think I've seen, so. seen one, uh, when we went to LVO earlier in the year, there was another uh, Ultramarines player at LVO. Um, yeah, you had a pretty cool looking army too. A little different than mine, but still a lot of guns. Um, but yeah, fluff wise, I mean, the, game wise. The great part about them is, yeah, you could run them anywhere you want. Exactly. Not only fluff wise does that work, but also like effectiveness. You could probably pick a rule and, and run something that will actually make any army effective. So they're kind of like, you know, you could almost do anything you want with them. And not only mm -hmm. would it make sense fluff wise, you would also be pretty good at it too, right? So, yep. Because they're they're kind of the um, jack of all trades, right? The master of none, but you know they're pretty Which much are, good at good master at Volchmar. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go ahead and say, oh, they're amazing at this. They're really good at a lot of things. Yeah, right. So that's that's kind of nice, and that's kind of how you see them, right? Yeah. Like they adapt to all situations, and you know, long term, they come out victorious usually. And it's funny because that's literally been like. <laughs> how it's been for me playing them i've had to adapt you know a fair bit with them <laughs> and then eventually i became victorious with them right so but i think a lot of fun i was gonna say the number one reason to play them is everyone has a closet with a fistful of transfers from all the years <laughs> of boxes that people have been collecting right because it's uh, literally all GW gives you when you when you buy a Space Marine box is a is the Ultramarine transfers. No, you used to get like. Uh, well, you get a little bit of Blood Angels, Angels, and yeah, uh, Space yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, very sure, Ultramarine but... heavy, right? <laughs> but I, I won't lie, you know, there's no there's no drawer of shame of the amount of Ultramarine decals I have. So, so. what does the Ultramarine symbol remind you of, Andy? <laughs> are you really gonna bring this up <laughs> yeah yeah it's the so omega. Me, yeah i mean omega right yeah yeah so right. so armin has this theory <laughs> i'm sure i'm not the only one that has yeah. this theory <laughs> but uh we're not alpha legion no ultramarines all the way <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong alpha legion's pretty cool I got a pretty cool army, and even in in Heresy, their their rule set and everything is pretty neat. Did enjoy their stories too, um, but yeah, I'm the real loyalist. Ultramarines <laughs> are the classic army, right? Basically, the w army. They're they're nice. They look good. Oh, they're post they, they're poster boys, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're but, they're like pretty, you know. First, first Ultramarine character I had when, you know, I think it was maybe second or third edition, it was Kalgar, right? And just fell in love with it. Still have the codex from that era. And, uh, nice. you know, the other characters that have come up, that kind of stuff. And it's nice to see all the characters from the Horse Heresy and would love to see them, you know, made in uh model wise otherwise mm -hmm. there's a lot of wicked conversions out there wicked conversion fulmentaris Fontanis, uh even the storm squads just just it's just crazy 
Yeah. So. Yeah, it's nice to see. But. But yeah, I think well, that wraps that's, that's about it, eh? I think that wraps it up. So if you guys uh, like what you've heard here, don't forget to you know uh, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, and we're also on the Podbean. Um, what else is there? The uh, Insta- Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, iTunes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Google join us, right? Like, subscribe if you don't want to hear notifications because of all the cool new things that we're doing <laughs> and posting. I mean, you don't have to click that button, but we do have content coming out constantly, so that's uh, that's really nice. And mm-hmm. and thank you guys for listening and and taking time checking us out. Yeah. It's always, uh, and give us feedback. What do you want to hear? What do you want to see? You know, uh, some lot of, a lot of new exciting stuff happening. So we'll see, see everything in the future into, into action. Everybody's mm-hmm. excited. Hopefully everybody can, you know, start playing some good games again and it'll be awesome. Definitely. So, and with that, catch you guys later. Toodaloo.